Welcome to Chit Chat with Hope. Good night, good night, good night. Tonight, I'm just going to go over a topic concerning a lot of parents with children with special needs. And as you know, we usually just stay on the topic of children with autism. Okay? And for many children around the world, school probably have ended already. The school year probably have ended. For some of the state in the United States, some of the states, especially the states that um, are more towards the South, their school um, have probably been closed. The year have closed out maybe last month or earlier this month, right? But in New York City, we're still at it. (laughs) We're still in school, and we're probably going to go to school right up until somewhere in the 20th of June, okay? And I know that there's a lot of grief in the community, especially, um, well, mainly for parents as school ends, right? And one of the things that... um, that bother a lot of special needs parents are. It's that grief, you know? Your soul is just not at rest. Even when it is, it's not at rest because you might be fine with all, especially, um, I'm going to start off with the older children, right? You might have been okay or at least at peace, right? With the fact that, you know, your child was in school, your child was trying their best. At home, you were trying your best. And then, you know, you and your child, your whole household was trying their best with your son or your daughter. And then, right, at school, you knew the school was trying their best, right? Everyone was just doing their best. But as the year ends, a lot of us tend to start comparing our children's success. What I want you to know is success is what you see it is. Success is not supposed to be measured by what you see other children are doing or what you hear other children are doing because it is not your child's success so you neither can get upset nor can you can be happy for someone but you can't You know, I'm saying you can't, I know a lot of us tend to anyway, right? But when I say you can't, I mean whatever progress your child made, that's your and your child's success. You can't look at the fact that, let's say, for example, you know, your child is coming out of early intervention because I'm going to just go there. Yes, I'm going to go there. We're going to start at the beginning. Let's just say your child has finished early intervention, finished the whole entire program, and your child is now age five, right? And, right, you might have had a handful, because remember, the classes can only be as large as 12 and as small as four, right? So let's just say, for example, like my son's child way back then, right, was the larger size class, right, room, right, which was a group of 12, right? And not everyone made it, you know, 
to the general education classroom. Some of our children, including my child, he went to special education classroom. He went to a special educational classroom. But I have accepted that. I, I didn't want him to go anywhere else because I knew within myself that 12 was the correct number at this point. And that's what I want some of our parents to understand. What you're doing now does not always say what is going to be in the future. So the grief that you might feel, which, you know, somewhere down the line, my son was doing really well, and I kind of wanted him to go to regular kindergarten class. But then as I saw that as much as he um, was being his best, being successful, and my household working with him, and I knew the teachers were fabulous because I'm still on Facebook with two of his, um, his teachers, right? And my son is 16, and I still can't let these people go. They were so beautiful to him. They were like, they were like, they were like my foundation, <laughs> my foundation of everything leading towards now, right? And there was this little young man, right? Little young, you know, child like my son. And as the year was not even closing out, but remember my son was there since he was two and a half. And, you know, he was with this group until he was five, right? And there was a particular child in that class. I don't remember his name. A lot of the children, they blossomed. Some were really social and, you know, the whole thing. But there was this one child in the class, a young man. And he started out like my son, you know, finding their way. And then as the year started, like the final year started January, I saw that young man start making like leaps, you know, in different areas that my son was still struggling in. And I, um, and at the classroom they had like, when they graduated, they had their own little, you know, their own little get together in the classroom. And then I, um, I heard one of the teachers congratulating the parents because the child was completely out of special education, didn't need special education. That child was going to general ed, right? It might have been more children in the class that might have, um, you know, went to special ed, um, went to special education classroom like my son. And it might have been one or two more that didn't even need special education, needed really no support. They went straight to be with the, um, you know, their peers, right? However, I had to accept that this child is moving on, and it's not that mine was moving on. Mine was not ready to fly yet. And I had to have the mindset that until, and I wasn't sure when or if, but I've always had faith that whatever that is out there that he wants to do, we both can do it together. And I just left it like that. I was happy he graduated from the program, and um, and I just wanted him into the best um, public school there, you know, that we can really start off special education class with a big bang, you know, with a big bang. I just stopped looking at this child progress, and I was happy for the child, because to be honest with you, I didn't even know that children actually left, would like leave, leave, leave out of the program and 
never needed special education class. I thought that all 12 children were going to go to special education class. And then I learned something. I learned that there were children that really didn't need any more support as far as being in a special educational class, right? So here I go saying this and saying that. I want you to, you don't have to do what I did or, you know, I'm not saying be the way I am. But what I want you to know is the grief that you feel, it's real. And I'm never, ever going to say it's not real. But we can't grieve to the point that we can't see the different successes that our children have had for the entire year, for the last two months, for the last month, for the last week. Some of our children, you know, they did well. You know, as for my little kindergartens and little ones that are getting ready to go to kindergarten, some of these children have learned to write their names, you know, Okay, they might have a peer that's in the class that's leaping, you know, boundaries and just keep going and going and going, and you have to see this child. But the whole point is look at what your child have done. Your child might have learned to tie their shoelace. Your child might have learned to write their whole complete name. Your child might have learned not only that, their birthday, their phone numbers, their address. Or even if your child didn't learn any of these things, but you, you can you know within yourself what your child have learned. Your child might have learned potty trained. Your child might have now been completely potty trained, right? When they started school, they weren't. That is a big success, right? Because now you don't have to worry about finding a nice um, clean bathroom to change your child. Now you just have to just go in and your child use the bathroom and you get it over with, right? So we need to find things that make us know that our child or our children was very successful for this school year. There's always going to be other school years, right? So the grief that we feel, I want us to learn because I'm not going to say it's ever going to go away altogether. At some point, it will just be a fluttering of thoughts or feelings emotionally. And then it will just flutter right out of your head, out of your heart, out of your soul. But what I want you to do is, as school close out or you've already finished school, don't look at your child just as, just don't look at your child as a report card. Don't look at your child as a progress report card. Look at your child as a mother that knew the child that she dropped off September at this particular grade in this particular school and look at what the child have achieved. Whatever it is, it's an achievement. We can't get caught up in other people's achievement. Okay? So this is for my, my moms that have very young children. Don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about it. Do not worry about it. What you're going to do is... Over the summer, you're not going to work with your child for your child to be better than, you know, be whatever the other child is doing. You're going to work on your child that your child will be capturing some of the things that they might have not been able to be successful within the school year. You're going to tap into that. Whether it is putting on their shoe, whether it is saying their full name, whether it is saying the, the month of the year, whatever it is, whatever it is that's your child, 
that's my child. We can't compare them to the point that we can't see their milestones that they have achieved as well, okay? So now I'm going to go to the other children. I'm talking about the fifth graders, right? Because now in the United States, fifth grade completes elementary school, right? Excuse me, as usual, my allergies acting up at night. (laughs) Excuse me in advance. Well, well, I'm going to talk about our fifth graders, okay? Yes, your child graduated, right? All the schools that you might have wanted your child to be a part of, some of the schools might not have been close enough that you could really, you know, keep an eye on your child because, let's face it, you know, at 11, 10, whatever age, 11 or 12, 11, 10, going on 12, that would be sixth grade, right? Not every sixth grader with an IEP is capable of travel train, right? And even if they are capable, they might not know all the tricks of traveling alone, right? So now you have to look at the fact that some of the schools that some of the people that you know may be families, may be friends, may be neighbors, whatever the case might be, or just some of the moms that are in front of the school, they were able to put their child outside of your community, right, into other schools that you might have wanted your child to be a part of. But because you know your child can't travel by themselves, you're a working mom or you're just a mom that's at home but you have other children, right? And you can't really put your child at risk by saying, well, go to school because not all the schools give buses, right? Sometimes they want to give the child a bus pass. But whatever the case is, or it might be a junior high school, which is... um, It's been kind of the norm in New York City where one school building, large school building, could have three separate schools in it, right? Could be um, over 2,000 kids in the school, but it's not one school. It's three different middle school would be in the one school. It would be one building. It would be three separate schools within It could be 1,500 kids, and of course, most parents wouldn't want their children in a building that big with so many different children and so many different schools. You know, you want that small contained building where, you know, it's just your child, right? And you notice that as the children get older and going into middle school, a lot of the school have specialized this and specialized that and specialized this. Special education kind of get watered down. Right. And, you know, some of the school, they're gifted honor and gifted this and gifted that. So that exclude our children to a point. Right. So you'll have to be content, contented. You might not like it. I didn't. (laughs) I did not like that my son had to go to the school that was in our neighborhood. I didn't want him to go there because my other son years ago did not have a good school year in there, okay? He had a social, the whole time he was in the school, it was a struggle. We just never, I just never liked the school. 
I just never did. Some of the staff were wonderful. Some of the staff needed to not be working with children, okay? So I never wanted this, especially for my child that had an IEP, you know? And this is where my child went, you know? This is where my child went, and he wound up getting wonderful um, support from a lot of nice people, nice teachers and other staff. You know, I only had one issue, and the issue was really not that great of an issue. Um, it was a great, it, it was just, it was a bad issue. It was really bad. I shouldn't say it wasn't great because it, it wound up, you know, it ended up on the chancellor's desk, okay? So it was really bad. But to say this or to say that, I understand when you want a particular school or you want something for your child or your children and it, you know that it won't happen now, okay? For some of us, we might even tell ourselves it will never happen, but it won't. it's not happening now. So what I had to do was I had to put aside how I feel because, you know, how I feel was not going to work. I had to start thinking what was best for my son. Even though I didn't want him in the neighborhood, I start looking at the positive things. I start looking at the fact that, okay, even he wasn't going to get busted, you know, a bus to pick him up. But I look at the fact that, you know what? From my home to the school was like 12 minutes walk, 15 minutes top, right? Which means that I can be there. I can drop him off still and knew that he was at school, in school, stand there, waited until the door was open and watch him go in. Correct? Right? And then I could go to work and still made it to work on time. Right? I started looking at the positive. Positive, another positive was his dad at that time was still living with us. So I wasn't separated then. His father used to pick him up every day because he worked overnight. So I started to look at all the different positive that I was getting, you know what I mean? All the positive. It meant that um, that when they had any little special anything in the school, it meant that I can ask my, um, my supervisor, my director, you know, can I come in late? You know, can you use my vacation time until, t you know, I was able to attend everything because it was in the neighborhood. I was able to go to PTA meetings. I was able to, to be the, the PTA president. I was able to be the vice president. I was able to be the, the secretary. I was able to be on so many different things in the school, so many different roles. I met the teachers, you know. I became a part of the school. And this was a place that I didn't want my son to go to. So sometimes we just have to put aside our grief and we just have to get a piece of paper or just say it within ourselves and say, you know what, let me try to find the positive in where my child is going to be because your child is going to be there sixth grade, seventh grade, you know, um, middle school, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Your child is going to be in this building for three years. You can't be bitter about everything about the school. So you have to just try your best, like I did, and start finding all the positive that was going to be the next three years of your child's life and your life, right? And I found the positives, and I kept looking for positive, and I kept looking for it. I said, oh, my God, you know, it's right here in my neighborhood. I can go to all the meetings that the school have, right? 
is right here in my neighborhood. They wanted somebody to be on a fundraising team. Well, you know what? I can drop my son off, go get go get something to eat, and by nine o'clock I could be there. You know, I could just I used to take my days off from work, my vacation days. I used to go on all the trips. Because all the trips, I used to just go on all the trips because you know what? It was right there. It was right there. I would take my vacation time off from work, and I would drop my son off. Of course, I live in the neighborhood not too far away from the school. I knew where everything, I could go to McDonald's and I could sit and have my breakfast, right? And then I could just um, come back to the school, and I would do fundraising. I would do the book sale. I was like one of those people, one of those parents that was known by every single teacher in there, and I wanted that because you want your face to be on your child's you know, on your child, that the teacher know, well, that's such and such a mother. And if someone said, but who? Oh, that's the mother that's always at the book sale. Oh, that's the mother that, you know, you want to be that parent. So find your positive, even though you might be griefing, you know, that your child didn't end up in the school for whatever reason, drop being so, drop that feeling and start finding the true positive stuff that goes along with this school. Because you can't be bitter for three years. You can't be sorrowful for three years. At some point, you have to put some kind of, you know, this is okay. Right? And now I'm going to talk about my, um, my high school parents. You know, my high school parents, right? And the first one I'm going to talk about, the first thing I should say I'm going to talk about is graduation. And the second, and the prom, right? These two big things I'm going to talk about. Okay. It is now fashionable for children, or should I say young people, to go to prom all by themselves. They don't need to have a date. They don't need to have a date. So you know what? If you're one of those parents that your heart was broken because no one went with your child or all of that good stuff and everybody had a date... I can tell you, so many young people went by themselves, had fun with their friends, had a good time, and let it go. If your child was not invited, you know, had, wasn't asked out for someone to be with or, you know, to be a date or whatever you want to call it, I wouldn't even worry about that. I wouldn't even worry about that. Enjoy the prom. Enjoy the growth. Enjoy the fact that your child has a yet cross over to another stage, okay? Young adulthood, okay? Stop worrying about who didn't invite your child, who had a date, who had pictures. It doesn't matter because I'm going to tell you, if you don't already know how to be a photographer, you better learn to be one with your phone. You better learn to be one, and you better learn to take pictures and post them just like any other parent, be satisfied with your pictures, okay? Because that's your child. That's my child. When it comes to graduation, I understand there were decisions that a lot of parents had to make. And like I said, whatever decision that you personally have made that was good for your child, benefited your child, was perfect, for your child, for the entire time your child was going to school, please do not 
go back and forth in your head about it because if this, whatever that decision was, if you was okay with it for four or five years, it should be okay for one day of graduation. And if I had spoken in other um, podcasts that when your child do not participate in regents exam or you know, finals and midterms or quiz, you know, when they don't take the state test. These things um, are looked upon, not judged, but just looked up on because in order for a child to, to really um, obtain a high school diploma, the state needs to know where this child falls in comparison to their peers. So there's a standard that is put together that the child needs to be this in order to get their diploma. Now, if your child did not take any exams, was you know you wanted your child to be exempt from the state exam, you want your child to be exempt from homework and all these other extra stuff, right? But your child did well in school. Your child will not be getting a regular high school diploma. Your child will be getting a certificate that proved that your child actually went to 12th grade and was successful enough to complete it, school from kindergarten until 12th grade. But because your child had never took any state tests, any finals, any midterm, any regency, your child will not get a high school diploma. I want you to understand and I want you to sit well with the decision that you made for your child because that was the decision that best benefited your child. Don't worry about the fact that, oh, well, you know, everyone else is getting a diploma and my child is not. There was a reason why you chose the decision that you made and leave it at that leave it at that okay just leave it at that your child completed school and whatever you or I or any parent had to sit back and laid at night and not sleep and came up with a decision that it was the best decision that your child, I don't know if your child is stressed, I don't know if your child, you know, whatever it is that made you within your soul feel that it would have been too much and you have wanted your child to be exempt from finals, exams, and all these things, you know what it is? Do not worry about it. You made the best decision as a parent, a loving parent for your child, sit well with that decision. Your child graduated. Stop worrying about the child didn't get a diploma. Your child graduated. Be proud. Be happy. Share the moment with your child. Enjoy the moment. Okay? Enjoy the moment. For those of you, for those of the moms that your child did get a high school diploma, but you don't see where your child might actually be fit at this moment or maybe never, in your opinion. You feel that everyone is going away to college. You know, your neighbor's child is going away to college and this person is going away and your cousin's child and this person is going away. I want you to know, there are a lot of people that are very successful that have never set foot in college. 
or maybe they have because they went to see their children graduated, but there are numerous of people that have been successful and have not graduated or even attended college. So saying this and saying that, I'm going to say congratulations to anyone's child that actually was accepted in a college. I'm going to say congratulations to any child that have completed 12th grade. Find what works for your child. If college didn't work for your child, then maybe something else will. Okay, that is your moment, and this is when you need to start saying, well, here we are. And you need to know. Not worry about who's going to college and who's not going to college because not to be mean, but there are millions of children that go to college every year and they come home and they never go back. Okay? And life is what it is. Okay? So you now have a job to do. The parents that their children are going away to college, they have a job to do. You, your child is not going away. You have a child to do. You have a job to also do. You need to find a skill that your child have exhibited to you, and you need to help that child grow it within that skill that maybe they can get a job. Okay? If your daughter likes to put on makeup and she likes to do hair, well, you know what? Maybe you can ask the beautician. In your neighborhood, can your daughter wash hair there? She doesn't have to wash hair on on Saturday because it's very busy and it's you know it might be too much at the beginning, so you might not want her to do Saturday. But Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday is kind of slow. Maybe she can start out right there. Maybe she can start out right there, just doing hair, washing hair, you know. She can teach her how to use the blow dryer. She can give her little tips on how to do different things, okay? You know, she can stack the, you know, the cabinets for her with the, you know, with the color, the hair color stuff and all these different things. She can learn to help clean the stations up. But whatever the thing is, you need to keep it in mind that whatever she's being taught is a part of what that profession needs. So if she even was told that, well, you know, well, you can clean up after the other beautician. Well, you know what? Every beautician needs to learn how to clean the shop. Every beautician needs to know how to sweep up. Every beautician needs to know how to clean up. Everyone needs to, no matter what profession that you're in, if you're going to be the best of the best, you need to know what down at the bottom looks like and how it works before you can be very successful at the top. Right? So here I go. So what I'm trying to tell you tonight is wherever your child is, that's your child. Okay? That's your child. This entire week, my son is taking Regency classes. He's taking his finals and all his classes. And um, my thing, I've always been, do your best. He does do well in school. But it doesn't matter. My whole thing is do your best because he can I told him the only person you need to be competitive with is the person that you was today and the person that you were yesterday. Those are the only people you you're competing with. You and you alone. You're not your brothers, you're not your cousins. You're you. 
unique and special. So at this special time when school is ending or school have already ended for the school year, what you need to do is find things to do with your children. Enjoy their growth at whatever level it was. You still got the summer to teach stuff, and you still have next year for them to catch up if they needed to, okay? For my parents now, that your children need to go to summer school, then let them go. Let them go to summer school. Let them go. For the parents that you know that you have um, work ahead of you because you, you, everyone knows the children that they have. You know your child might regress. Well, okay, so you know what it is? It is not okay that your child is going to regress. But you already know this is what happened every year when school is out. So now you must have become by now, an expert, unless this is your first year, you know, uh, dealing with the whole routine of special education. If it is not your first year, then you're somewhat a pro. So you're going to figure out how to hold on to some of these things that your child usually regress with. If it is climbing the stairs, because a lot of children are afraid of these stairs, then you're going to work on it. If it's Potty training, you're going to work on it. If it's getting your clothing together, you're going to work on it. If it's feeding yourself, you're going to work on it. But one thing you're not going to do is sit back and pretend that your child didn't do well this school year. Okay? Not all children is going to take off and just fly right away. Okay? Not all children, okay? I kept my son in special education class until he was in the fifth grade. After we graduate fifth grade, we, got, we, we were done with that. And then we went to charter school, right? But I looked at special education as like my own little private school because he only had 12 children in the class. He had... He had there was a power profession. She wasn't his power profession, but she was nice enough to also, you know, help him out whenever it needed. And then he went to elementary. Then he went to, I'm sorry, then he went to middle school. And he was so ready, even though we struggled, we got into our routine. And we, when it was time for us to finish eighth grade, we were right there in our own routine on how to be successful. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. Do not listen to anyone that tell you that anything happened overnight. All of us have to work at it. This is why I will tell you, no matter how successful a child is, and they're on the spectrum, there are other things that they're not successful with. Okay? So whatever you're seeing that you find to be successful, that they're doing successful at, there's still things that they're struggling to get a hold of. And that is every human being that's walking this face of the earth. No one is successful at everything. No one. Okay? No one. So what I want us to think of is, you know what? All of our children have, are going to end school. All of our children have ended school. And it's going to be a wonderful summer. 
Okay, for those of you that are already outside of, um, you know, you're already finished school, then you know what it is? Congratulations. For those of you that are still in school and still taking your quiz or your test or what have you, keep hanging in there. And I want you to know, as parents, as caregivers, our attitude is always supposed to be we, where we are most effective in our children's life. And if it means that you're going to scream and flip and, and, and carry on and make all kinds of sounds and noise, even though you know your child is not getting a diploma, but your child is walking that same walk with the rest of the children that are graduating in that school, you better be up there getting up and screaming and carrying on and make a fool of yourself like I always do. <clears throat> you know, I don't care. I go to field day. I used to go, I'm telling you, I used to go to field day trips and the end of the year when they have their little end of the year field, you know, field day. And I mean, I didn't care if my son was the last person in a race, which most, most of the time he was. Most of the time he was. Some of the time he would quit halfway and start walking. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that he never walked out of the race, okay? He walked to the line. <laughs> he walked to the finish line, but he never walked away from the race. Okay, you see the positive there? You see the positive there? Even though he came in last in almost all of his, the race or whatever the teachers told him to do, he might not have wanted to, but, you know, he never was disrespectful. If they told him that he had to, you know, be a part of something. He would be a part of it, but he wasn't always successful in other people's eye. But what I saw was his willingness to try, and that made him successful to me. Okay? That's what I want everyone to understand. We can't always look at success as, you know, the child coming in, you know, first place. You know, the child is coming in at first place and, you know, they're doing well and, you know, and this is what it's all about. It doesn't always have to be what it's all about. My son been doing PT since he was two. He's 16. He's still doing PT, but he's at the end of it where it's more or less it's being tapered off, right? But what I want to let you know is even when he ran races and he came in dead last okay dead last what I admired about him was his willingness to try and his awareness of self to see everyone passing him everyone already finished and he was the last one but he kept it going he would stop running sometimes, and then he would just walk because he figured, I guess he figured, what the hell am I running for? You know, the race is over. <laughs> I'm already last. But the thing is, he would walk across that line. So to me, he was very successful because most children would have stomped off because they have already seen that someone already have broke the tape, and there was already a first, second, and third, and everyone else, okay, oh, well. But he never did it. So for me, I've always told him, he said, but I didn't win, and I've always said to him, but you tried. And for me, your trying have always made you a winner. So I want, I'm going to leave you with that tonight, that remember that the attitude and the energy 
that we bring to different situations is what is going to leave the biggest impact on our children. The fact that I told my son that he's a winner because, you know, he never gave up, that opened the door for him to trust himself to be a part of other things. You understand? So that's the whole idea. We want our children to try. You know, failing is up to, failing is just, like I told my son, failing or not doing as well as you should have in order to meet someone's standard of what it should be is practice. You know, the more you do it, the better you become. So for me, my attitude is as long as you're willing to put yourself out there, you're already a winner. You know, you know who you are. You're already a winner. You don't need anyone to tell you that you're a loser or a winner. This is how you're supposed to feel within you. Are you a winner? Yes, you are. So feel like you're a winner. Doesn't matter. They said everyone, they said it's three people, first, second, and third. So if you're six and you're the sixth person, guess what? You are a winner because you crossed that line. So if your attitude is going to be, I wish my child get a high school diploma, you're going to fail to see the fact that your child completed 12 years of school. Sorry, it's kind of nice outside, so everyone is enjoying their selves. I'm sorry for the background noise, right? So as I was saying, don't put too much into what somebody else's child is doing or, or whatever standard that people need your child to meet. Yes, it is important for your child to meet all these different standards, but it's also okay for your child to try their best, whether they meet the standards or not. But again, it's your energy and your attitude that's going to be what your children are looking for and need. For me, I didn't care. My son ran the race, and he said, Ma, I came in last. I said, no, you didn't. He said, but I did. I said, no, you didn't. You're a winner. You tried. I said, you know how many children didn't want to do it? And you did it, and you didn't care that you weren't as fast as the other kids. You did it. And he said, yeah, I did. I said, okay. He said, but I, I might not get you know, a medal. They always got, you know, that's one thing. The school always gave everyone a medal. You know, it might not have been the same medal that the child that came in first or second or third, but, you know, my son knew, he knew that, you know, I'm, I was going to give the medal, okay? I was going to, we were going to have lunch, okay? We were going to have lunch somewhere of his choice, and we were going to celebrate the fact that he was willing to try and stuck it out into the race, okay? This is what I taught my son. I'm not saying you should be like me, but what I'm saying is bring an energy and attitude of positive. Be positive. Don't always expect your child to be the one that's going to get the medal. Yes, it's nice to, you know, to get the big cup. It's nice for everyone to know that your child or my child was, you know, the first in the race. Your children are always going to be the first to you. And they need to have that okay to not do well and you still make them know that you're proud of them, right? So whether they got a diploma or not, or just a certificate ticket that says, you know, your child completed 12th grade, you know, do that barbecue. 
Call up everyone in your family that is willing to listen and let them know your child graduated from high school. Do the same thing that other mothers are doing, that their children are getting a diploma. Your child is not going away to college? Well, then call up everyone and tell them that your child got a job at the pizzeria and your child is going to be learning how to make pizza for the summer. Whatever it is, it's a skill. Many, many adults make a living working in a pizzeria. Many adults make a living working into a department store. Don't put down any jobs. Don't cross anything out. Don't cross yourself. Don't cross your child out. Don't cross anything because anything can change. But whatever level your child left school this year or is going to leave school this year, be proud. Bring that energy of pure positive. Don't look left on Mary's child. Don't look right on Brenda's child. Don't look forward on Elizabeth's child. Don't look on anybody's child. Your child did well. Let that sit with you. Don't be looking through Facebook and trying to figure out, you know, how you're going to be upset because somebody's child is doing this. No, worry about your child while other people are worrying about their child. You have friends that their children are going away. Learn to clap for other people because your time is coming where others are going to clap for you. But we have to learn to clap for other people that when it's our turn, we can clap real loud for our children. So I'm going to leave you tonight. And I just want to let you know that everything is going to be all right. Wherever our children are, everything is going to be all right. But we have to bring that energy of pure positive, okay? Pure positive. I love you. Take care of yourself. Take care of your household.